You are listening to the Teacher Answers Podcast. This show brought to you by TAPodcast.net, a website so cool, the home of the Teacher Answers Podcast. It'll walk your dog and clean up after him. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 62. Welcome home, my friends, to the Teacher Answers Podcast, a show where I take high school students' questions and answer them in the most no-nonsense way possible. My name is Sam Griffin, 28-year veteran high school teacher and the examiner of the teenage brain. Welcome. Today, we are going to talk about the weaknesses of Gen Z, Generation Z. This would be any teenager right now, anybody in school right now, elementary school. What are the weaknesses of Gen Z? So, um, this is episode 62, so episode 61... Um, talked about the strengths of Gen Z and it was just the list was so long um, I split it into two shows so yeah today's podcast by the way is powered by Aldi medium roast <laughs> okay <laughs> we're back on that again so it is uh, it's medium everything about it is medium but better than Maxwell House mm. so I talk to I don't know 100 130 teenagers asked him just real quick let's list them strengths and weaknesses of Gen Z put a big old list together lots of repeating things um I just want to say that they were down on themselves <laughs> pretty bad they were down on um their own generation they're like we have no we have no strengths which is not true Okay, and I think um, episode 61, which if you haven't listened to it, you know, go back, stop this, go back, listen to the strengths and then hit this one. Now, this is going to be a little bit longer here because they're critical on themselves. So they came up with 16 different weaknesses, which I'm going to roll through and uh, hopefully get to the bottom of this. Um, I, th- I think there's hope there. They're, they're so critical on on themselves um but uh, yeah i think they're in touch with what's going on though um many of them every single class that i talked to every single class that i interviewed said that they have a lack of common sense now this is their words not mine okay i'm just reporting this and commenting on it a lack of common sense besides a lack of common sense a lot of them said that they get offended way too easily. You know, they get offended way too easily. And I did a show on that. I did a show on that. That was episode 60 is why, why do uh, maybe Gen Z get more offended than Gen Xers? Uh, I, I think there's a strong argument there. It's, it's possible. This is out of their mouth though. Get offended way too easily, you know, and, and maybe get too, emotional about it which is you know later on here um but it seems like the the teenagers that i talked to now we're talking 16 and through 18 here um they they seem to think that that you know when it comes to someone being critical on them that it it they they take it way too personally you know, and they get offended way too easily. Number three says a lack of maturity. 
you know th these this is coming out of their own you know their own heads lack of maturity um they, they said we don't have enough consequences you know i think we now you know with with the pandemic and being in school and i don't think they're just talking about in school but i think what they're saying is they they may live in too much of a do-over kind of world and when they get in a situation where you can't just do it again you know it's like oh can i retake this can i try this again oh i know i dropped a plate of food on the floor as a waiter for the 10th time can i can i just do it again you know and you know or or something like that and, and there's you know the consequences um i think i think they may be used to you know well we'll just do it again too much and that's causing a problem um so yeah i think it's uh, i think what they're saying maybe is um a lot of times people aren't into doing it right the first time be expecting that they'll be able to do it again you know this one was said in every class they said we are soft okay we're soft meaning you know if if someone corrected them firmly okay i'm not talking yelling screaming i'm talking about a firm discipline okay firm words said in a firm way tears may break out very common you know um i don't know if it's overly sensitive but the, the students what they say is you know well a lot of times people the skin is too thin you know and i'm trying to wrap my head around why um I, i'm gonna eventually get into the cell phone issues here in a second but um i think when i think social media when someone makes a post or something and it's like oh you're so pretty you're so pretty you're so pretty and people are just saying that and they hear it 40 times and then someone gets critical it's devastating you know mm, this could be part of it but they said they're too soft i'm gonna keep going number six not being able to do one thing at a time you know not being able to do one thing at a time now get this i had a student say he says you know we we're always trying to do 40 things at once or let's just say three things at once you know it's never just do your homework it's do your homework while watching the sixth episode of season five of whatever netflix thing they're watching and you know of course keeping up with the drama on social media at the same time and then trying to pay attention to anything they can't, can't pay attention to anything so they're just constantly tasked with task switching it's not multitasking it's task switching and i had a student say a very mature thing made an observation he said you know sometimes i'll watch my grandmother staring out the window drinking a cup of coffee 
and she's not doing anything else. I, I really want you to pay attention to this. Okay. Like stop what you're doing a second and listen to this. This came out of a teenager's mouth. He said, you know, I, I watch my grandma stare out, stare out the window, maybe at the birds or something like that. Drinking a cup of coffee, peaceful. And he said, you know, I don't do stuff like that. And I said to him, I said, well, what do you think she's doing? What do you think your grandma's doing? And he said, classic teenager, drinking a cup of coffee and staring at the birds out the window. And I said, no, no, it's not what she's doing. She's reflecting on life. She's thinking deeply about things, about life, possibly planning. But she's in her own head, you see, thinking about one thing, zoned out, in a state of focus, almost meditative. And then I said, do you do that? No, I never do that. <clears throat> I said, well, you know how older people ask you the most terrifying question? And they said, what's that? And I said, what do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to do for the rest of your life? What kind of career do you want? All that future stuff. You know how you struggle with that? And they said, yeah. So I hate that question. And everybody was like, you know, a little bit of chatter erupted there in the class. It's like, oh, I hate that when people, when old people say it. And I said, well, here's why you don't have an answer to that. It's because you may not sit and think enough about your life. And I'm talking about in a focused state, quiet. Sip in a glass of water, a cup of coffee whatever, but not distracted, staring at nature, thinking about life. They're not doing that. Today's Gen Z does not do that. They're waking up with the cell phones in the bed with them. They're sleeping with it. It's it like 40% of teenagers sleep with their cell phones. First thing they do, the very first thing they do, they'll take it out and look at whatever algorithm, you know, the social media algorithm wants them to see. And it's usually something fear-based or bad just to get the brains going down the rabbit hole. You know, it, listen, I'm gonna get off the track here for a second, but like, you know, if you take the six most successful people in the world, they have something called a to-do list. If you're a teacher listening to this right now, right now, if you're a teacher listening to this, ask your class this question. How many of you guys have a to-do list right now? Like one that you could take out and show me or on your phone. And what you'll get is about one person in every class, maybe two. If you're lucky, three. But very few people have a to-do list and it, it's scary. It's scary. 
They're not reflecting on life. This is what Gen Z is. They're they're distracted. Now, I love them. Like I said, and you go back and listen to episode uh, 61, The Strengths of Gen Z. They're probably my favorite group so far. They're easy to teach. They pick it up quick. Certainly, they have, you know, deficiencies here and there, but they pick it up quick. Um, but monotasking is a big, humongous weakness. Number seven, they say what comes to their mind and get in trouble, especially online. Yep. If you pull the trigger on a comment on social media and it's in a hot button issue, we've talked about hot button issues. I'm talking about pro-life gun control, critical race theory, any of that stuff. If you start getting into that, um, you're going to take it. Okay, you're going to take some negative abuse on that because people aren't, you know, people think with, with, you know, what I think psychologists call the monkey brain. The frontal lobe of the brain isn't developed until, what, 25. And so it's impulsive as, as a teenager. So naturally, they're going to say what comes to their mind. Um, number eight, lack of patience. This is true. This is true. A lack of patience. You know, um, it's like, oh, I don't understand this problem. So I don't understand any of it. When a student says that, by the way, here's the pro tip gold nugget. Uh, the first of many, hopefully on this episode. When a student says, I don't understand any of it. What don't you understand specifically? I don't understand any of it. That's just a level of frustration. They don't really mean that. They're just frustrated. All the way, though. The patience isn't there to suffer through it, you know? Um, but students are used to bite-sized chunks. Little bite-sized chunks, master it, move on to another bite-sized chunk, take a bite, chew it up, next, 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 next. When it comes to something hard with eight steps, of course, there's going to be problems and that requires patience and according to teenagers in their words they have a lack of patience um number nine overly reactive Mm -hmm. overly reactive now we talked about that a little bit usually because the way they communicate is of course written and so written words are super powerful right because you can't undo it and it can be misinterpreted six million ways so when you overreact with words being typed obviously people are going to interpret what you say in their own way and they're probably not they're probably going to read half of it and then make up their mind and then react back and so you get a very reactive world you know with the teenagers uh number 10 introversion yeah i think this is true i think people are becoming more introverted Um, withdrawn, you know, maybe a better word withdrawn into the world of a cell phone. That's for sure. Um, I had a student say that Gen Z lacks emotional fortitude. (laughs) What an adult thing to say lacks emotional fortitude, meaning their emotions get beat up real easy. All right. That's what that means. They lack emotional fortitude. So in other words, if it's an emotionally based thing, 
they tend to just and this you know when people say well we're soft and um we get offended way too easy this is the same sort of thing but i put it on there lack of emotional fortitude so they they get reactive and they get their emotions in check and they start writing stuff which again is way more powerful than a spoken word and and then it gets out of control really quickly and that can lead to of course anxiety and depression super fast no doubt about it no doubt um some people said a lack of self-image and self-esteem lack of self-image i put slash esteem now you know this one this one's pretty obvious of why um if you're looking at instagram and tiktok you're seeing people and and any social media platform You're, you're looking at edited videos of people's perfect world right you're looking at the perfect part of christmas and the perfect part of the birthday and the perfect part of whatever they look like i saw a stat and i i I suck because i can't remember it right now but it's alarming how many times a teenager takes a photo of themselves per day it's crazy it's like more than 10 times a day they're taking pictures of themselves i can't remember the number mm-hmm. no one ever takes a picture of themselves while they're sneezing because nobody looks good when they're sneezing you know what i mean you got that sneeze face no one's posting that i'm telling you that's a million dollar idea right there <laughs> make a website called show me what you look like actually when you sneeze you know that would be an entertaining website. Go with it. You can you can own that. Sneezeface.com. I don't know. Something. There you go. There's a free one right there. But when you look in, you compare yourselves to other people's perfect worlds. Edited worlds. Of course you're going to think, my life's not as good as that. I'm not, I'm not as ripped as that dude. I'm not as pretty as she is, so on. And you're going to get depressed and you're going to have a lack of self-image. I, th- I think it's okay to look at that stuff. It's okay to be inspired by that stuff. Of course it is. But you have to know, you have to know that what you're seeing is like n- not the average, you know? If it's on TikTok, you're not seeing people with, 20 followers so much you're seeing people with 40,000 you know look look at it when it comes up um 13 texting is written communication we teenagers especially I was asking them I'm like hey when you have a problem Like when you have an actual problem and you need to talk to someone, you know, and you're upset and sad and you need to talk to someone about this problem, how do you do it? How do you do it? Well, we usually just text back and forth. We sometimes video chat, but mainly it's just texting back and forth. Okay. You understand that you may need a hug and aren't getting it. You know, physical contact is so important. Like, I'm not being facetious there. I'm serious. It's a big deal. 
And I just wonder, I just wonder, you know, when I was back, back in my day, okay, when we didn't have the availability of texting, okay, you take that off the table. What do you do when you have a problem? Well, you talk to a human being and usually it winds up, you know, maybe you hug it out or something like that, hand on the arm, something, but there's physical contact there to show I care about you, you know? If it's just sterile, written, black and white texting, do you get that? No, no, you don't. So what may be happening is a lot of people not in touch with what emotions are so much. Now, I think some people still do that, of course, but I think most people, most people, it's not face to face, you know, um, I don't think there's enough person-to-person contact. I just don't. That's why a handshake was invented. It's the number one way to break ice with two people. You shake a hand, you physically touch them, and things are now different. You ever you ever have that awkward, now I'm talking ugh, pre-pandemic, let's say, uh, where you go in for a handshake and you're and both people are like, Do I am I gonna shake hands? And then you don't. What's well, awkward? It's just awkward between those two. If you shake hands with it and you're like, hey, that, you know, now I feel like we know each other a little bit better. Um, some people said job switching too often um, and not being able to hold on to a job. You know, I think a lot of times people say, hey, it's okay, switch jobs. Everybody needs workers. Everybody's dead. It could be because people are desperate and that's why you're getting away with this. You know, to, newsflash. Things change, you know, job switching. Um, not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of it. I'm a fan of building relationships with employers so that if someone calls them and say, Hey, what kind of worker was Sam Griffin? while well, he was completely loyal to the place. It was amazing. Would you, hi- would you recommend I hire him? Absolutely. You can totally depend on this guy versus no, this kid was here for two weeks and he missed five days and I fired him. Okay. That's not good. You know, that's not good. You're building that record behind you. Like the wake of the boat is not looking so good. If you're job switching all the time, number 16, not being able to accept constructive criticism. Um, I have had coaches talk to me and they say things like, you know, when I correct someone and I'm like, you need to do this this way, you know, and you're not doing it right. You need to do it like this something like that. It's like, it's like students now think that, 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 that the coach hates them. I think that's the feeling. It's like, well, the coach doesn't care about me. Being corrected is a form of caring about you. Do you understand that? It always has been. If here's something else. Okay. Not correcting someone is not loving someone.
let's say that one again not correcting someone is not loving them that is a there's a sam griffin original right there i don't know if it's profound or not but i believe it i believe it and i know you do too i know you do i know you heard those words and you're like oh man that's the truth but gen z looks at that as they're picking on me they're hating they don't like me i'm not good enough and they're getting all that emotional stuff where they should put those emotions in the back seat and play their role if it's like a football team or whatever sport it is or or anything it could be it could be in the classroom or at home you know um i think my some recommendations here i think today's teenagers are awesome okay they really are but they're they're a lot of times getting in their own way you know i think that i think today's teenager needs to stare out the window and reflect on life go sit on a hill and stare off in the distance without being plugged in without having crap in your ears without looking at a screen like look at the birds and nature and the sky and the clouds and reflect on your life and say hey what do i like to do i'm in total control of my life you are all of you are everybody hearing my voice right now you are the only one in control of you take some quiet time and and, and reach that focused state i'm talking 20 minutes it takes about 20 minutes for you to reach a focused state uninterrupted think about your life students need to monotask like they're in a weight room think about think about being in a weight room for a second and you got all those weight machines you know how do you do it you do it one thing at a time you don't try to do lat pull downs and squats at the same time right there's a reason for that it's because you're building a certain muscle with a certain lift you see you do it one thing at a time this is how we should do it not distracted distracted hurts yourself um technology is outgrowing all of us and it's outgrowing a teenager today too it's blowing right past them and they don't even realize it yet they will they will um when they hit their 20s they'll they'll become comfortable with what they like and then a 12 year old 13 year old will grow up and blow right past them with technology just like they did to us um you can see how the cell phone has caused now the cell phone is number one invention of all time smartphone um but you can see how it's caused many of these weaknesses it is so important that adults and kids work together to show people how to use it this is holy crap that that is so important it's so important that parents look at what their kids are looking at it's so important that um you know when they're in a classroom that phone is not out you know and they're not on it because they're they're going to be distracted they're going to be task switching and 
They're going to listen to you when it's convenient. And then they're going to say, what was that? How do you, how do I do that? Right. You ever heard that one? Gen Z. I love this generation. There are weaknesses. There are strengths too. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this. If you do, if you like it, all I ask is you tell a friend about it and don't assume that they know what a podcast app is. Right? Don't assume it. Um, Google teacher answers podcast. It'll come right up with my website or like the Apple link or something will come up. You can't miss it. It's out there. It's rooted pretty good right now, but I would love it if you told someone else about it. All right. Uh, binge it. All my episodes are like little books on a bookshelf. They're all independent of each other. I'm not sitting here talking about the Cleveland Browns last week and what they did in their game. Okay. That's completely irrelevant as time passes, but there's a whole series on the color type personalities and bullying series and cell phone addiction and numerous things about how to be more motivated and how to be happy and how to crush your goals and numerous things. TAPodcast.net is where the best place where you can find those things with cool little images that I made. They look like little album covers. All right. That's it. That is it. Stick a fork in it. Um, Five-star review it. I would love it if you did that. Apple Podcasts. Take you two seconds. Hit the little five-star review. Leave me a written review, too. I'll read it on this podcast. Um, New Year is coming. Thanksgiving is coming. Christmas is coming. Right? Knuckle down. And don't forget to kick butt in life. Talk to you soon. Have a good one. You have been listening to Teacher Answers. If you would like to submit a question, drop me an email at teacheranswers@gmail.com, at gmail.com. Or you can leave me a voicemail on the Anchor podcast site, anchor.fm slash teacheranswers. Answers.